Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very fun episode. Uh, today, we're going to be doing a Q&A with John about acting. But first, let's start out. John, I kind of had a random question that I wanted to ask you. I feel like we need to address our listeners more, and I'm trying to come up with a fun idea of like how to address them. So like, I'm going to float some by you. How does, how does most bows sound to you? Most bow, like moving spotlight, most bows, right? It's but everything abbreved. Are you trying to do abbreves yeah, there? Trying to do abbreves. You're trying to abbreves. Yeah, oh, God, I, think I hate it's, that. Uh, <laughs> I know that's why I I can't really get on board with that. With you with, like the, with most bows. No, it sounds like something in the ocean. You know what I mean? I don't know, like these little most bows. Little most bows. Um, yeah, it's not yeah. that good. Spotlighters is another one I thought of. I didn't really love it, but I, I, and then. It's not that witty. It's no, not witty enough. No, no we're, yes. we're wittier than that. I feel like yeah. we got to be wittier, but I just I can't think of anything sure. to rhyme with or you know have sure. some sort of uh, connection to the moving spotlight at all. And yeah, it's like I want to be able to figure it out. I want to line it up to be <laughs> what it could be. What we should call our listeners? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Criminals? Can we say that? <laughs> hey, you hey, criminals! You criminals! Hey, yeah. all you criminals! You bastards! <laughs> <laughs> um. All righty. Well, I am excited to kind of deep dive with you on this on this topic because uh, you're putting I, me on the hot seat. I'm putting huh? you on the hot seat because you you are my acting coach as well, and it is always nice to kind of dive in and hear all the things that you have to say in class. Uh, and so yes. I think this would be a good opportunity to kind of you know bounce some stuff off you. Um, I love it. I love it. Mentor, male role model. There's a lot yeah, of other yeah, things yeah. also besides acting coach. Just put those all Less in good there. Looking all those. <laughs> um, so my first one, I was actually. So you've been talking about how especially with the pandemic, you've been getting a lot of self tapes, like pretty much every day. Uh, I'm wondering how do you tackle that initial anxiety? Cause for me, it's always just that it, I get the script and I go, ah, I don't know it yet. Like I get kind of frustrated with myself without like that. I haven't memorized it yet. And like, I, I don't know yeah. how to, other than just doing it, like, what, is there any skill that you've like tapped into of doing it? Or do you just kind of start going? No, I, I, I with self tapes, especially if you're getting a decent amount of them, which, you know, wonderful if you are. And some people are like, oh, I want more. You know, I want more of that. <laughs> sure. So it's good. Good to have that hunger. But when you do start to get them, what I keep finding is when you first get them, Corbin, there is that kind of resistance. I don't know it. I don't know the world. What is it? And I really feel like you, first of all, hopefully you've got the energy because if you're like exhausted from your day, you're exhausted from life, it's really hard to get excited unless it's like, you know, the best, most amazing project. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get those, but not always. And what I continue to find over and over again is literally, and I've started to do this now, I'll just set a little timer for like five, 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And once I get it rolling at the beginning, then I work for longer and longer. But it really like, I mean, I literally set a timer on my phone and just say, okay, I'm just going to try for five, 10 minutes. And once I get over that initial hurdle, for me, that gets the ball rolling. And, and then what I like to do is what is it that's, that's exciting in this role for me? Like, is it uh, some comedy? So let's have fun with the comedy. Is it emotional? Let's, you know, dive into the emotion. Uh, is it a paycheck? I just want to get paid. I mean, that happens, you know, so what is the thing that's like kind of driving me? And, and if, if that is strong, that helps me get over, um, you know, uh, kind of getting that started. I also think when people come to acting, when people come to entertainment, uh, and a lot of people, you know, use the word fun and it should be fun, but it's not always fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the big thing where oh, I want it to be fun. It should be fun. Great. There's also a lot of freaking work behind the scenes that needs to be done. There's also work in front of the scenes, 
But but the point is, you don't always have like the option when you have to work. It's like you got to do the work. And I think sometimes actor mentality can be like, oh, I kind of have the option, you know. And to me, yes, you can say no to stuff, but the option to not work is not there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For, For sure. some reason, it seems easier, especially if you're, you know. And this was where we get into the difference between like an amateur or a hobbyist and a professional. Mm-hmm. Right. An amateur hobbyist. Yeah. You, you, you can just do it when it's fun. You can just do, you know, improv shows. We don't have to learn lines or, you know, you don't have to really get down and get into it. But if you want to be a professional, you got to do it the days you don't feel like it. I think for sure, you know, otherwise it just, it's just too competitive. Yeah. I think there's, I think with every job, but like when you're trying to find the job that works for you as a person, like you, it's still a, it's still work, right? You still have to put it in your, as long as you like 80% of it, which is after that first hurdle or whatever, then you can become a professional in what you're, what you're striving for. Um, yeah. Cause to me, it's like, once I can, I know the words, it's just, I, I love playing. I love trying exactly all the things you're saying. Is this a comedy? What's funny? What is making me laugh? Um, but from the beginning, it's the hardest part to me is trying to figure out like, how do I memorize this? Which is great. You know? Yeah. And let's, let's, let's say you're talking about memorization yeah. and like that, that can suck. Okay. So how do you make it suck less? Well, maybe you have a partner that you get to run them with that you have a good time as you're learning them. So mm-hmm. that can help, you know, we don't always have that option. Sometimes you got to just kind of grind through it. But the idea is, you know, getting past that point is really where it opens you up and you get the freedom. And it's just, it's just, it's part of the step to the next steps. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, and, and those, so those, those first steps you're talking about, you know, whatever it is, memorizing the lines or really kind of, you know, reading the whole script or something, or just learning all that stuff. It just takes time and you have to be okay. I think with putting in that, putting in that time, you know, for sure. Yeah. And then with that, how do you, how do you tackle a script? Like what is, what are some of the first things that you kind of start doing once yeah. you get a script? I mean, for me, the number one thing, first thing I like to do, and this is if you have time, Sometimes if you don't have time, you're just like, I just got to learn it as quick as I can. I got to try to do as much, you know, and, and one of the things I say a lot, Corbin is, you know, if you get an audition or an opportunity, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to prepare in like the day and a half, two days, three days you have. It's like the six months before where Mm -hmm. you've been putting in the work, you know what I mean? And that's what pays off in those two days because sometimes I'll coach people and um, I can tell the role is further than they can reach. Now I'll try to get them as high as I can, as close as I can, but it's just like, they haven't been working enough in a sense. They haven't been practicing enough to like totally get there. Um, and sometimes they can feel it. Sometimes, sometimes they can't, but that idea of just putting in that, those reps way before then leads you later on. <laughs> oh, we have we a, guest. a guest. We got a special guest star Quill. Yes. What's up, <laughs> so we had a little bit of an interruption from your son Quill, which is awesome. He's the best actor. He's always just begging. For you know, stuff. the thing is my office, my office, there's not an office in the sense that there's a door. It's just a curtain. So mm-hmm. that can be my wife. That can be the dog and that can be the six-year-old. So it's a really, um, it's an it's anything a, goes situation. This is not Fort Knox here, folks. The, the, the gold would be stolen. So for sure. Um, well, I'll, I'll bring it back. So the question was yeah. like, how do you tackle a script? Like how, what is mm-hmm. your, what are your, your steps? Do you have like a long running list? Yeah. Do you kind of just feel it yeah. in the moment? What, what are those things that you like to approach with? Yeah. So if you, if, if you have time, one of my favorite thing to start off with is some research. And so what that can be is just, you know, you get a script, who wrote it? Who's casting it? Who's the director? What can you find out about this world? You know, what is, is there any research out there? Is it, you know, a book that's become a movie? Is it a show that's being rebooted? You know, what can you find out about the people behind it? And that can help just set you up because in the sense of 
the tone of the show, of maybe a little bit of the energy of the world. So that, that research helps get you kind of on the right path, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then when you're getting more specific, like let's say you've got like two scenes to prepare, you know, the, it sounds simple, but the really, I love just starting with like, what is my objective in this scene? What am I trying to get? You know, what is, what is the thing I'm going for? You know, am I trying to, um, you know, impress this person? Am I trying to, you know, what am I kind of fighting for? Mm-hmm. Um, and once you take a look at that, then how can you make that actionable? Mm. Right. So you've got that objective. What can you, what, what kind of actions can you add to that? How can you be proactive and, and go for that thing? And generally, if it's a good script, then there'll be obstacles. There'll be things not allowing. I love this person. I want to be with this person. They're dating someone else. Okay. Mm. That's an obstacle. How do you, how do you do that? How do you get around that? How do you figure that out? You know? Um, so I think figuring, you know, with the objective, the obstacle, giving yourself some action. I think you can start there. I think another thing that ties in with all of this is when you're approaching these things. Um, I always think about, I try to like get up on my feet as I'm thinking and writing. So it gives me some energy, Mm -hmm. right? So I like to, a lot of times people will sit down and they'll start scribbling and they're writing and it puts them in their head. So with all of these things, I sometimes like to be on my feet. Maybe I'm holding like a three ring binder. I can write notes down, but for some reason for me, I like a little, I like to try to kind of get it in my body, kind of move around, see what, what pops up as I'm reading it. So I'm not just kind of static thinking, kind of trying to be more physical, um, uh, you know, getting my heart, all of that stuff kind of into it and seeing what, 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 what pops up. I wonder if, I wonder um, if I stole that from you through like osmosis. Cause I don't remember you ever saying that you do that, but like, um, yeah. I like to just just yeah, walk around and kind of get big and just kind of move my arm, like just whatever, go extreme with my gestures just to see what works, what doesn't work, and also slowing down the conversation, seeing what what's fun in that sentence. Um, but it's interesting that you say that because I do feel like I've seen other actors, which is fine, like everybody's got their own approach, but they sit down and they start writing and they start like memorizing through that approach without doing. Um, and I think that's like a, for me, it doesn't work, you know? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times the challenge for an actor can be to get things from up here, like down, mm-hmm. like, how do I get it? How do I push it down? You <laughs> yeah, know? Exactly. So it's not just up here, you know? And I think exactly what you're saying, that could be one way to kind of, um, to kind of activate it. Um, and, you know, depending on your character, I really also love giving yourself some simple descriptive, descriptive adjectives. Mm. So is this person um, aggressive? Are they quick to anger? Are they charming? You know, what are some things and are are there some parallels to you in real life, right? What are some things that like, oh, I really have a snarky sense of humor looking at you, Corbin. Um, Can I bring that to this role? Can I bring that to this role? Does it, does it work? You know, and, but you don't need to find, in my opinion, 20, you you can't play 20. It's just going to get overwhelming. You can have 20 listed, but like, what are maybe two or three that like, okay, these are ones, you know, that I'm going to, I was just going to, I'm going to love my spouse, no matter what happens, I'm going to love my spouse, you know, I'm going to try to calm it down. So we don't fight. I'm going to try to protect them. I'm going to try to take care of them. That is, you know, in every scene I do, she's yelling, Hey, 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 it's okay. Versus, you know, Hey, 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 it's okay. (laughs) You know, and that, that, that could be a different person, but, but the idea is what are those adjectives that you bring Mm -hmm. that also kind of work with the work with the character in the story. Um, so I think those are, are great. Uh, then the next step I would do is take a look at like the place, 
you know, where you are, that can kind of, you know, that can set you up, you know, I mean, are we in a busy restaurant? Are you at home? You know, there's a, there's a difference in the place that then affects or can affect how loud you're going to be or how soft you're going to be or how intimate you're going to be. You know, you're at a dinner party and you're talking to the person, you know, right next to you, you know, Oh my God, can you believe this person over there? Jesus, they won't, they won't shut so up, Larry you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could be that. Right. And so I think the, the, the place can help kind of, you know, uh, uh, set it up. And then, you know, I guess I should have numbered these. It would have helped. I also <laughs> like to, if I have time, go through and write out what I call, I mean, not what I call, but like the subtext or the thoughts, mm. you know, so the thought can be what you're thinking right before kind of that's similar to the sentence or kind of the subtext that you're trying to get across, you know? Yeah. Maybe you're trying to say, I love you. And it's like, Hey, why don't you come over here, come, come chat, you know, but underneath it is that. And so, or how does that thought or that subtext kind of help inform the line? Mm -hmm. And thing, we can dive. Yeah. yeah go sorry, ahead. I was going to say one of the things yeah. that you taught me once and I won't say the full word, but it, you, you were like, say in every sentence, the F word, you know, just kind of like, just see where that takes you. And especially works with other scenes more than others. But I think it's kind of what you're talking about. It like helps break you apart from that sentence. It helps break you find that rhythm that you're trying to get to, um, or like kind of what you're describing too, like coming up with a new sentence beforehand that is similar in the similar approach or vein. Um, I've always liked doing that, just kind of throwing a different word or like doing it drunk this time or whatever. And I, that's always like a fun approach in my, in my book, at least. Well, usually we kind of have a cadence to the way we talk in life. Mm -hmm. And then when we're learning lines, we're learning something someone else wrote. Yeah. And we're kind of trying to put it into our cadence, let's say, but sometimes it doesn't, it's the two aren't kind of lining up. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that thought or that throwing in like swears or whatever can help kind of break up. Let's say the rhythm is a little bit off. So you're kind of trying this thing and it's not exactly working. So you need to like figure out how am I going to break it up? How am I going to kind of refine what's working here? You know, and that can come from exercises and things like that. And just the last thing I always think is great for actors to do, uh, not that they all want to be directors, but is to step back and look at the scene as if you were a director. What do you think it's going to look like? You know what I mean? How do you think if you were like watching it, on TV, let's say, or directing it, what would your character be doing? You know, and sometimes it's kind of cool to step out of it because a lot of times we see from our point of view, but to kind of see from third person and, and see that sometimes can, can, can give an actor ideas or can say, oh, this makes sense. My role here is to do this. Let me make sure I'm fulfilling that, mm -hmm. right? I think that's great because you're also coming to set with an idea. You know, like you've already, you've come up with, you're looking at it. You may be wrong, you may be right, or, you know, you're just at least coming with something. I think that's a great approach to kind of um, get yourself charged up and excited about the scene if you're already visualizing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, a, it's, and so kind of following those steps and sometimes time-wise, you know, you can work on objective and obstacle and some adjectives, and then you just got to like kind of memorize and, you know, kind of, kind of get through it. And, and, you know, sometimes memorizing quickly, that's something that people, you know, can struggle with. And, you know, one is, I really think it is a skill that the more you do it, the more it helps. So if you're like, okay, I'm going to memorize a page, a page, and then also you get like a, you know, eight pager, <laughs> it can feel overwhelming. Yeah. So you do want to challenge yourself, but also linking the lines to thoughts or images is another great way. Cause sometimes they're not 
connected. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you're just kind of holding them. And, and that in the film is, you know, that it makes sense. I just have this line memorized, but trying to connect it or ground or root it to something can, can, can really, really help. And another thing, Corbin, I notice when someone like can keep screwing up like a one part, like they can't remember a certain word. It can sometimes be a couple words before it. Sometimes they think it's like, oh, it's mm, the moment right before, but you kind of go a couple words before and that's where they haven't like grounded some stuff. So they kind of know the first half, but maybe they haven't set up the second half. Mm, so mm. it's not always the moment right before the word you're having trouble remembering. It's like, you know, maybe more the beginning of the sentence or something that sets up that second half. Does that make for sense? For sure. Yeah, there, I can. It's, I'm flashing to moments of me not memorizing some scenes. Like I remember I'll periodically go back to some scenes that I've been given or I've done or whatever, uh, just to see what's changed and like kind of what's, what's going on. And there, I remember there was one scene that I just could not figure out the I was just like, I can't memorize. I have no idea. And then I realized exactly as you're saying, it's like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Like, I have no idea what this <laughs> yeah, sentence what, means. What and then from there, I, then, you know, a couple months later when I tried it again, I was like, Oh, I just for whatever reason, a different day, whatever. I just clicked and I understood what the what the writer was trying to say. And I was like, oh, it's so foolish. But then as soon as I got it, it was easy. It was, it was like any other line. It was just memorized. And, you know, it was only like six words, <laughs> but I couldn't get it for whatever reason. Sometimes it happens. And, and I always feel like good writing is easier to memorize than bad writing. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, as actors, we, we, we audition with good scripts and bad scripts <laughs> and a lot of times good scripts, you know, the most difficult, like for me is like when I say the same thing, like four times in a row, oh, yeah, but like, so it's rough. just a little bit different. And I'm just like, I'm saying the same thing here. Like, you know, like, how do I know, you know, you know, and so that, that can be very challenging, mm -hmm. but usually with a good, good script, you're not going to have, you know, have that, have that issue. That's true. Right. Uh, I kind of want to pivot a little bit here. We're a little bit more of a fun question. What is your ideal role? What is your ideal movie that you would Gosh. wish you could be in? So I love that. I mean, <laughs> right now, the stuff I love, I love like what Adam McKay is doing. I just think his mm, stuff is mm -hmm. so good. I mean, I just, I love how he kind of blends the comedy and drama. He does, it's really well done. Um, but it's funny when you say, yeah, my, what role, you know, I've always like, I always thought it would be, cool to be the cool guy and then i'm like but that's not like, really like who a brando I am. yeah yeah like wait, the wait, brand wait. like brando give, give, us little, I love. give us a little of your brando i'm gonna tell you a secret but i can't tell nobody it's so you know, good ask it's, you a favor. it's like amazing you come to me and you ask me for a favor <laughs> oh, I fredo <laughs> fredo, fredo? I, I knew it was you i knew it was you um like a brando yeah but then i kind of had to give up that idea and, you know, it's interesting. I have this, like, my own theory, which is I feel like drama is more forever and comedy is more in the moment. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that comedy doesn't last, whether it's, you know, Charlie Chaplin and stuff, but comedy is much more in the moment. And I think it's interesting how, like, comedy, like, doesn't really travel as well internationally mm -hmm. because there's so much that's specific that, like, to the culture, to the world, Um you know, like, like when I was in Germany, it's like the German comics are making jokes about very different things. A lot of them, you know, unless they're mm -hmm. huge or Americans versus, you know, and so there's kind of like context to what you're joking about. And so I feel, so, uh, I don't think that's, I don't totally, I mean, I don't think that's true, but I just, not that I don't think it's true. I just think, I do think comedy can last and I do think drama, drama can be forgettable. Um, <laughs> sure. but I really always like thought like, oh, drama, drama, drama. But I, I found that I just love, love, love working on comedy stuff. Yeah. You know, I think that kind of world um, for me, uh, you know, like an Adam McKay, you know, um, 
I think his kind of, you know, stuff is, is really, is really great. Yeah. I know? feel like you're always looking to figure out the story of, or what the funny is. Like if they, I, that's how I feel like how your approach is to every script. It's like, what, what is like, what's, how can we dive a little deeper for this comedy? I mean, especially when it's a comedy, obviously, but I think that that makes sense. Like you, you kind of have that, that bug in you. <laughs> we want to yeah. figure out. Yeah. Well, and I think you, you hopefully know you're on the right path with something when you get into the flow and it feels like mm -hmm. time is like, you're not even aware of time. Yeah. Right. So like when I go and I go shoot hoops, play basketball, it's like, I don't think about anything in the outside world. I'm just there shooting. I'm in that world. I'm loving it. And a lot of times when I've done comedy and also drama, but, but with comedy, when things are really cooking, it's like, I'm just in that world. I'm not thinking about anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a really, uh, that's a really sweet spot, you know, that I, that I really enjoy. Yeah. Do you think that's changed? It's like, you know, getting a family and stuff or do, did something change in yeah. you? Yeah. Um, I think what's changed, I think what's changed for me is, and you know, I think this goes for, for so many actors is I always feel like getting to know yourself and who you are and who you like, not are trying to be, but who you really kind of authentically are and letting that out as much as you can helps you kind of bloom as a flower. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I mean, I was, for some reason, I was thinking about like Matthew McConaughey, who I feel like worked a lot younger, obviously handsome, but also kind of knew who he was and what he played. And then he worked his butt off to become, I think, a really good actor mm -hmm. and did more stuff, whether it's true detective uh, or, or, you know, winning the Oscar but I feel like he had to kind of go through that, the, the, the ringer himself. Um, but knowing who you are and like what you bring to a role is one of the best ways for you to kind of stand up from everybody else, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that it, there's opportunities to do that, but if you kind of don't know in a sense who you are, if, you know, or you're not kind of accepting it, um, you know, like I always say, like in some audition rooms, like that I've been in where it's like all these like super handsome guys and they're all just like smoldering and it like, you know, they could be thinking about the dumbest stuff, but they just like, they look good. You know what I mean? It's like, they're like, they look like they should be on the CW, you know, that's not my path. I'm a little more, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, uh, enjoy like charm and wit and talking and, mm -hmm. and, and just kind of like being loving and caring, you know, those type of things. Not that those guys don't have that, but I think that's one thing where I'm like, okay, I have to accept that's kind of more my world. Um, and, you know, as I say in class and stuff, my gold, you know, and so what's, what do you think your gold is, Corbin? <laughs> my gold? Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Cause I was, I was just recently asked this question, which is why I thought it'd be interesting to ask you like the dream job and all that. Uh, one, yes, the sarcastic comedic Jason Bateman-esque, I think would be kind of definitely in my alleyway. Uh, but I, I was trying to think of like what, because I too want to be like the cool guy. And, and I know like I'm letting go of that more and more, right? Like I want to be a Ryan Gosling, <laughs> but I, I will never be that, you know? And like, that's kind of <laughs> you, like, I love the movie Drive. I would love to be in something like that, mm, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would be cast as that guy. Um, I think, I mean, you know, we're both good actors. So we'd be able to like figure something out, but uh, you know, Ryan Gosling is just going to be better at whatever that, that, uh, all the spice that he brings you know he just is so cool you know um yeah but yeah i don't i don't know i was trying to think of that the other day of like what would be my my uh drama like what, what would be my thing that i want to hit with drama and that's something i needed to do some more soul searching for for sure yeah and and i think it's like 
discovering that for yourself will also help you find, in my opinion, like side projects. And I always think it's important as actors are auditioning that they have something as a side project that they're excited about, that they can kind of work on that can kind of dovetail with either the auditioning or the work they are getting. Cause you know, let's say you're an actress and you're doing a lot of horror movies and maybe you love them, or maybe you're like, I don't really want to do horror movies. Well, what's something that you can be doing kind of on the side that can help showcase the stuff you, you really want to be doing if it's not horror, you know, maybe it is horror, but if it's not, it's like, well, what is that? You know, if it's like sci-fi or if it's something else, like how do you kind of create some of those projects that help show you in that light that you want to be seen that you're, that you get excited about, you know? Yeah. That reminds me of like the, it's always sunny guys. You know, they, they were excited to film something. They've shot it a couple of times because they were just having fun. They didn't really think they were going anywhere. They're just like, this is exciting. And they, they liked yeah. the product that they had at the end and sent it out. Um, granted, you know, very rare situation that they, they kind of established for themselves. But um, yeah, I think it's just, as long as you're having your side projects too, like you can do something to recharge your battery, even if you don't like horror, <laughs> you know? Totally, totally. Or look at Isa Ray, you know, Insecure. I think, you know, mm -hmm. she, that started off, I'm pretty sure as like a YouTube show. I think like it was called, I think like Insecure Black Woman or, or Black black Girl, I think something like that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think, uh, fact check me, coordinator. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it started off as a YouTube show. Yeah. And then, you know, but but she was kind of doing her thing, you know, and her, her, her it's very, been very successful. And so I think finding that stuff um, uh, or awkward, I think it was awkward, awkward. Um, that you know can be what you find for you and and that's where i think sometimes like you know when i'm teaching acting class and we're in there for three hours i'm like hopefully you know people get a lot out of it but the three hours you know doth not an actor make you know <laughs> like there's a lot of other time sure. throughout where it's like that's the stuff where it's uh, the onus is on the person you know to be listening to podcasts to be reading books to be you know, watching shows, not too much, but watching shows that maybe you want to be on, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, and I, I think like, you know, shows that I love, I mean, I love like Arrested Development. I think that was a great show, you know, it, not like I mentioned Adam McKay, but, um, and I also, for me, I enjoy like being more than just an actor. And what I mean by that is I like when I'm on a set where I can kind of collaborate or if I'm working on my own project where I'm also producer so I can work, you know, with the writers, you know, if they're open to that, you know, and, and kind of find the best thing for the story. You know, I think to me that that's, I, I like that collaboration where it's like, Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Let's do that. I never thought of that. Yeah. And I think know, being open to that. Yeah. I think that's great. I mean, as much as we want to be just actors, I think we are the sum of our parts, you know, like there's so many other things that make John up, you know, and I think that's important to know whatever excites you in that moment and following that instinct, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. Well, I think um, fun, one final question I'm kind of just a little bit curious about with yeah. uh, um, <laughs> how do you, so this is kind of a very, this, everybody wants to ask this, which is like, how do you break into acting? What is, what is mm. the, the thing that you want to tell people? It's such a, obviously there's no one shoe fits all, but like, um, do you recommend, you know, obviously getting a class and like kind of forming yeah. community and then obviously going from there to commercials, or do you think just doing a bunch of shorts to be able to get your feet wet on something that's a little bit more fun in your brain, you know, than a commercial or would not to knock commercials, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no. So, I mean, I would, the number one thing I would say is if you know where you want to end up, try to reverse engineer that as best you can. 
Mm -hmm. So if you know, hey, I really love theater. I want to do theater. Mm -hmm. Then not that you have to move to New York City, but that's a good place to start. Or, you know, I mean, there's theater all over this country or find a, you know, a community theater where you can be doing, you know, four shows a year, five shows a year. Mm -hmm. So I think the idea, and so what I mean is if you know what your target is, then kind of working back from that can be really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you're saying like breaking into acting, you know, commercials are a great way to pay the bills. So if someone doesn't have, you know, in a sense, or doesn't have a great day job or a flexible one, or they don't want, they want to stop being a waiter or a bartender, you know, I think commercials are great. Now they're not always as artistically satisfying, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, you're featuring a product, but if you, if you can book them, it's a great way then to have free up days to free up energy to pursue more, you know, TV and film stuff. And I've also found sometimes with an agency, if you do well on the commercial side and they have a theatrical side that you'd like to be with, they do talk. They're in the same office, even though they'll say they don't, they <laughs> sure. do, yeah. you know, they, they, they know each other, they work together. So if they love you on the commercial side and they say, Hey, you got to check out Corbin on the theatrical side, they'll probably take a meeting with you. So to book in one area usually can give you some momentum or some leverage, um, in an, in another area. Um, I think classes are obviously great. I think that the idea of doing, you know, I think I saw somewhere, I don't know what the number is, but like Meryl Streep, when she was at Yale, did like 18 plays before she graduated or something. I mean, that's a lot of plays. She just yeah. did a lot of plays like, mm -hmm. you know, and those are like, I'm sure they were high, you know, well done, but it's also like, that's even before she started like getting out and auditioning mm -hmm. and stuff. So, you, you know, 18 plays under your belt is a lot of plays, you know, or whatever number it was. And so, you know, finding that I think is really helpful. Finding a group, you know, it doesn't have to be like a, you know, mastermind group, but finding a group of like two or three other people. I've done that a couple different times where I sat down with friends. We've written down like, you know, in six months, I want to book a guest, a guest star or a co-star or a commercial, you know, and putting that down then can help you say, okay, I need to take an improv class. I need to do this. I need to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also just say, throw the timeline out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So beginner actors, you know, or, or, you know, or if you're still, you know, trying to get in or, you know, don't really worry about the timeline if you can and don't stress about it, but know that, you know, if you're doing improv shows and you love it and you're enjoying it, that, that path along the door, stand up, you know, stand up that, that path along the journey, you know, or the journey along the path is is a big big part of it mm -hmm. you know it's a big big part of it yeah you definitely have to like we were just mentioning a second ago still have your life and kind of getting you have to get life to be able to infuse for those acting moments too so like if you have a timeline and you're trying to you're squeezing as much acting is it's never gonna yeah it's never gonna work that way it's just too it's too much pressure on yourself you're gonna be wanting wanting it too much um yeah, yeah i think it's it's important to kind of you know still pursue it set up there's a difference between like slacking off and, and also like being pursuing what you want, but uh, yeah. 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 And being, being enthusiastic about it, Corbin, mm -hmm. I know that can sound simple, but being excited and sure. just like devouring stuff is a great way to do it. I mean, it's a great, great place to start. You know, if you're enthusiastic, if you're devouring it, like um, I've really been lately getting into like, like real estate and finance books. And so I've been reading all these books, mm -hmm. you know, and is it the same as actually out there doing it? no, but at least I'm getting this really great foundational and I'm like, okay, these things are making sense. I'm understanding all this. And I think having that enthusiasm and kind of that 
you know, devouring stuff in the world is a great, great, great place also to start. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think about that. Listen to an interview with Martin Scorsese. That guy knows freaking everything about film. <laughs> like everything, yeah. you know, like it's crazy how much he knows. I mean, I, I would kind of put his film up knowledge against almost anyone, you know, that I've heard interviewed and like the stuff he references. And it's like, what if your challenge was to know more than him? Be a tough challenge. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah. Lifelong. But, but, mm. but I mean, that's where he sets the bar. Yeah. You know, you know, I was thinking about one of our guests, Matthew, Matthew K. Addison, when he came to like a, a reading we were doing and pretty much had his part memorized. Know, for yeah, that. Yeah, that was, yeah, I was like, like, well, we're going to have fun. We're just going to read this play. And then he was completely off book. And I was like, he was oh, like totally oh, off book. Yeah. And I don't think anyone else in the group was like close to that. Mm -hmm. And that's where he set the bar for himself, which was impressive. You know, I was like, damn, you know? Um, so I think there's people's ability to kind of press the, the gas pedal for themselves, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's an opportunity to do that. You know, there's an opportunity to, 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 you know, be on Instagram and following cast directors and seeing what they're saying and seeing what's out there and seeing, you know, what's casting, what parts you might be right for. Um, you know, there's, there's sides on, 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 you know, um, uh, uh, actors access or, you know, on stuff like that. You can be, Hey, shoot, this was a role I really wanted to audition for. Still going to get the sides and work on it. I'm just saying, you know, true, barely yeah. anybody does that. Mm -hmm. But but my point is, if that's the perfect role for you. Another opportunity is going to come. Another opportunity is going to come. So when you know, we just but when you're when you're first breaking in, it's hard because you want stuff to happen right away. You want stuff to happen right away. You know, but but I think having a group around you that's doing that's on the same wavelength as you, that's supportive, that's positive, that's trying themselves. You know, <clears throat> reps are good, but I was thinking about this, but if your form is bad and you're repeating bad form, that's not good. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing reps, you also want to make sure that you're checking in with outside eyes, especially with acting. I think that you respect, um, you know, whether it's a friend or a teacher or coach or whatever that is so that, you know, you're heading in the right direction, mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, a, like, a, well, I'm, just, I'm thinking more sports references, but like a golf swing, you know, if, if, if you don't have someone looking at it, you know, you could be practicing it incorrectly. Sure. Yeah. Right. I also like, I hate rewatching my scenes and so, you know, like it just, it's so much, you start picking apart like things that aren't related to acting or whatever. <laughs> so you just start like going in, but exactly if you can step back and still view it or have somebody you trust to be able to tell you what's, what's working, what's not working. Um, it's also like, you don't want you, I guess I tend to overcoach myself and you'd want somebody who's not going to overcoach you. They're going to pick one thing you improve. It's you put that brick down. You're slowly building the house rather than me. I just want to like dump everything and hopefully it builds a house quickly, <laughs> which never works. Right. So, um, yeah, that's great. Well, uh, this was amazing. Thank you, John. I, I appreciate you letting me put you in the hot seat and kind of just yeah, yeah through the ringer, Corbin. I like it. I like yeah. it. I had a lot of, uh, a lot of questions that I, I don't think I would not answer like, uh, yeah, I just could. I couldn't tell you what my dream role would be, and that's, that's such a complicated one for me. Um, yeah. So I appreciate it so much. Of course. Well, this was this was great. I'm 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 glad we did it, and uh, you know, this was this was uh, it was fun to fun to do, and I, I appreciate uh, your thoughtful questions. So thank you for it. Thank you, and thank you everybody for listening. We'll uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Uh, we'll come up with a better name than most foes. Uh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, you criminals. Thank you for listening to the Moon and Fox Eye Podcast.